Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work of bridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. Intulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we're in conversation with Tori Burris, the Associate Director of Career Services at Holberton Tulsa. We discuss her story with ecosystem and community building in Tulsa, the growth of software engineering talent through the Holberton School, and how to support growing tech talent as they embark on a new career journey. I'm so glad to have you on. It's so good to see you. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a great episode. As you will find out as we talk, we're like already friends and friendly. So yes. this is just going to be a good conversation. <laughs> this is going to be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Tori, go ahead and just like jump in with your story, kind of in whatever way you feel comfortable. Tell our Grow With Us audience about about Tori. Sure. So um, Tulsa is a big part of my story, probably uh, not a surprise to folks who know me well, but I I moved to Tulsa actually originally like eight-ish years ago, and I'll try to keep a long story short, but I moved here really thinking it was like a stop along the way and that afterwards I'd spend a couple of years here and then head over to Kansas City or Chicago uh, to really kick jump my my life and my career. And here I am about eight years later, still loving Tulsa. <laughs> um, so I think that says a lot. But I have had this bizarre intersection through my career of ecosystem building, mm -hmm. a focus on workforce development, coaching a lot of people through storytelling, and then also this side of like, how do we use partners really strategically? And so um, I have landed in a role that is the perfect combination of those things, very fortunately. And I've had a really fun journey coming here that's involved innovation fellowships and family foundations and a, a food market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might have to elaborate on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I when I was in graduate school, I worked at Lobeck Taylor Family Foundation nice. um, and their offices are in the top of Mother Road Market, which is a food market they yes. run here in Tulsa. Um, but they do so much interesting work on like building ecosystems in the food and restaurant industry. Oh, and yes. So it was a great time. Yeah, it's it's been this inter interesting intersection of things. And I think that there is uh it, there's a really exciting opportunity to continue doing those things in Tulsa. Tulsa happens to be just absolutely the perfect place for those things to collide. So mm -hmm. I feel very grateful for where I am and what we've been able to do. No, that's amazing. I, I think that um, you and I kind of share that passion a little bit together because um, that's something that is really keeping me here is feeling like I'm part of the building. <laughs> part of the things that are going to really launch Tulsa in, into the future, I think, is just this community building and making sure that people have access to opportunities is really um, a through line that I've tried to like nail into my career and whatever I do. And I feel like we're both doing that, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's been the best part about being in Tulsa the last eight years. And probably what's kept me here is like there's a lot of places you can go where people are happy to help you. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the one of the things that's really kept me in Tulsa the last eight years that's been really significant has been the fact that in 
Tulsa, people, um, you know, people are eager to help. There's a lot of places you can go in the world where people are happy to help. But in Tulsa, people show up and say, what can I do? Who can I introduce you to? What Mm -hmm. can I recommend? What direction can I send you in? And what can I do to support you along the way? And to have people show up when they've just met you with that kind of enthusiasm, like really, really opens doors for folks. Yeah. It's so funny because I think that um, what really kind of caught me off guard, I guess, with coming back to Tulsa was that I, I felt like my four years in undergrad, I was met with that energy a little bit of like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, I'll help you find it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't expecting it in like the real world. <laughs> you know, or I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect in the real world. And the fact that it was kind of this um, a, a different version of that, like kind of community sense, um, but like in a way that was really meaningful and going to help like carve my true life trajectory. I, I just like have this deep appreciation for like the the tight knittedness of the community um which is it just feels good (laughs) yeah it's great and then you get to do things that are like working with your friends Mm -hmm. and being on your friends podcasts and having those relationships and those conversation it makes your day so much more enjoyable oh yeah so we kind of touched on this a little bit but um you know kind of what is your relationship with tulsa if if you were dating tulsa and it's a (laughs) long-term relationship you know, how what are what are the different stages of that relationship um, and how has it kind of evolved for you? So I'm from Springfield, Missouri, which is not far from Tulsa. And it's actually very similar to Tulsa in a lot of ways, um, but smaller. So when I moved here, I saw some things that I really loved about the city that I grew up in that were really similar. One of them being that in Tulsa, you have the opportunity to to make impact that you can see at really any age, that you get to watch the impact of the work you're doing, of how you're showing up in the community, and that you can do that from any age. And so as I've lived in Tulsa, I saw the opportunity being there, but I also saw this combination of that attitude that we were talking about surrounding, you know, showing up for people and helping Mm -hmm. them out. And at the same time, Tulsa has the resources to back that up and put that into play. And having those two things in the same space was something that I noticed early on was a really great opportunity. It was really exciting to live here and watch those spiral. Admittedly, the, the thing that brought me to Tulsa was a scholarship that involved a lot of study abroad. And so I was studying abroad a lot of college and wasn't really in Tulsa, but I was hearing mutterings of all these really great things happening around the city and was watching the impact of them. And so it's been really exciting now for me to live here and be here full time and get to watch those things continue to manifest and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, selfishly, I love the local music scene. I love... I love live music. I love concerts. And and that's been something that lifestyle wise has been such a constant in Tulsa as a music city um, to have that as part of the, you know, work and play here portion. No. And that's so important. I I think that that, that's kind of uh, the thing. I mean, so I graduated in 2020 when the pandemic literally started. But so I was thinking, you know, the place that I was going to land is the place where there are going to be the most things that align with my interest. And it was New York City, <laughs> which is like <laughs> literally the top of the top, like when it comes to like things to do. But um, I also like obviously growing up in Tulsa, I was like, there's also a lot of things to do in Tulsa that really like actually vibe with me. And like you said, the live music scene is something that I really value, too. I don't know if I've necessarily <laughs> incorporated that into my adult life yet, but just <laughs> 
you know, COVID anxiety, all that stuff. But it's something I so appreciate about the city because it, it's it's the arts and the culture are something that um, I want to one day participate in. And in a way, I feel like podcasting is kind of doing that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe other ways we were kind of talking about drag earlier, like maybe that'll happen <laughs> at some point. But, you know, just the these like interesting places to see, I don't know, there's like smaller scale um, is kind of more my vibe. I feel like I could get lost in a city like New York City or even Los Angeles it, because that's what it feels like everyone does is go go and get lost there. Maybe they like that. I don't want to get lost anywhere. <laughs> and I don't yeah. I don't really feel like I'm lost in Tulsa. I feel like people I don't I don't I I don't like the way this is going to sound, but I feel like people know me sometimes. And that's like endearing to me, like just they either know me through my work or I have been in a space where someone has introduced me to someone. Like you said, that connection building, like it's just, I don't know, it's kind of all connecting. It it feels really warm and special to walk into a space and not know if you're going to know anyone and run into people that know you, to friends, mm-hmm. to, to people you've seen time and time again in those spaces. Yeah. There's something really special about having that as a young person. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, I think something that, this kind of transitions to is uh, definitely talking about like your work because I think that your work um, at the Holberton School is is very much a place where you know kind of we're talking about access to opportunity ecosystem building um, that's what you get to do every day yeah <laughs> so kind of tell us about the Holberton School and your role there yeah I have uh, selfishly I like to think the best job in Tulsa because um, <laughs> I get to pay it forward of everything that was done. For me in Tulsa, everything that people gave me uh, to get me in my career where I am now, I feel like I get to do for other people now, which is the most gratifying thing in the world. So I oversee Holbert and Tulsa's career services department. Um, I also sit on the company's leadership team. And I think I was hire number five at Holbert and Tulsa, right? Maybe three weeks before the pandemic, I started work (laughs) um, because that's now how we mark time. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And the school is a software engineering school, but we've taken a software engineering education, put it into a vocational school model. So instead of going to welding school, you're going to school to be a software engineer. It's a 20-month program. Um, we've, we run four different technical programs, full-stack web development, machine learning, um, augmented reality, virtual reality, and then a Linux advanced algorithms and blockchain program. And so there's some really interesting nuances that we'll probably get into later about the the programs that we run, especially Mm -hmm. related to geographically where we are. Mm -hmm. But it gives this opportunity where someone can have never coded before, have no technical background and walk into a career that has a lot of forward trajectory in the world that we live in. Um, In my job, I oversee a career services department, which is interesting because I don't think I ever actually went to career services when I was in undergrad or grad school. Guilty also. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, there was really no, there was no structure for the department when I went and I joined Holberton. And so we got to think about if I were going back to school and I wanted to go to the career services department, what did I, what did I need from it? And kind of work backwards in that direction. So I was just going to say, I feel like what's cool about that perspective is that you also could think about what would I want from a career service department, even if I wasn't going to walk in, because like that was that was me. I didn't walk in. I was something scared me. I wasn't thinking about it. But, you know, if it was presented in a way that didn't scare me, of course, I would 
I would receive it, I guess. I don't know. That's it's a cool way to kind of build from. So we thought about, yeah, exactly that. We thought about for people that do and don't want to come to career services, how can we build it so it supports them? And then also had to think about our student population. We've had students from 18 to 65 from about every background you can imagine. So whether you've never had a full-time job, whether you've worked in the service industry your entire career, whether you maybe grew up in a household where you weren't exposed to someone who had a white-collar job and you don't know those norms and vernaculars and Mm -hmm. unspoken expectations that come along with being in the working world, how are we designing a professional development experience that really serves your needs and primes you for the workforce? Mm -hmm. So the way that we've done that is a couple of things. We've We've created three professional development courses uh, that students take over the course of three trimesters out of their five total trimesters. So over half their time in school, they're doing professional development courses. They do a capstone. Um, We make them get on stage in front of a bunch of employers and professionals around town and present that. Oh, it's amazing. Demo Day is so fun. If you're local to Tulsa... The, the demo days are, I mean, open to the public for the most part, right? Oh, absolutely. We come by. Come. They're so fun. I mean, honestly, I do. I, I've had really good experiences with just like friends that are at the school. Um, getting that, like you said, that stage experience is kind of unique, <laughs> especially with like group presentations. Also, you guys do a great job of like coaching them. And also the students are just great because they end up giving amazing presentations. Oh, so fun. We can take... I mean, it really is. We've got the best students and they show up and they get to create these projects over the course of a month. And they're Mm -hmm. so passionate about what they've created that by the time they get on stage, half the time the advice we give them is a little bit of public speaking, tweaking and then saying, actually, when you just talk about this, the way you're talking to me one on one, I can feel your passion and I can hear you connecting the dots. Get up and do this in front of people. We've we've also spent a lot of time building relationships with employers And we feel so grateful that in Tulsa, that has been so easy and so natural Mm -hmm. um, that we've been able to talk to employers and help them understand who we are, who our students are, and what they're capable of, which is really manifested into opportunities for a lot of our students and alumni career-wise. Yeah. Yeah, this is exactly where our work really overlaps with like what in Tulsa does and what Holberton does, because I think that like just thinking about the Holberton school model, you you know, you have these non-traditional students and we are trying to, uh, in Tulsa, fit any talent in this ecosystem into jobs at tech companies. Mm-hmm. And for the the industry at, at large, it's so funny talking about the industry, but just really in a lot of these like knowledge economy jobs, everyone is expecting that four-year degree. And so the difference between a student with a four-year degree and the, and a student with, you know, 20 months at Holberton might not be as much as everyone thinks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's really what we're trying to unlock in, like, our conversation with employers on kind of the Tulsa side is that, like, you know, just because you're getting a different kind of person in your seat does not mean that they're not going to add value in the same way. Um, and that's, like, I, I don't know. I feel like that is, like... It's a weird way to think about it, but it is kind of equity building. It's it's, you know, providing more access to people that don't have access to college. I mean, this that's the whole reason I'm, I'm in love with the school's model. <laughs> and there's also this really neat opportunity with we started building relationships with employers two years before we ever had a graduate mm-hmm. so that by the time we had graduates, we also had had the opportunity not only to help employers get FaceTime with our students and to understand what we were doing. 
But we had time to understand from employers in Tulsa and remote employers that were interested in hiring in Tulsa, what are you looking for in talent? And when it comes to non-traditional talent, what do you want to hear from them? What do you want to know from them? Mm -hmm. And what we found true that we we suspected but we needed to find true through conversation is that what our students don't always realize is that their backgrounds, their experience, their transferable skills that they have from other industries, other jobs that may not feel related to technology or feel related to being a software engineer are actually probably their greatest selling points yes. when they walk into a job yes. interview. Oh, and so yeah. them having all of those skills and abilities and those rich backgrounds and knowledges, they don't realize that's their superpower in the workforce. That is mm -hmm. what employers want to see from them. And so being able to go collect that information and then share that to them and get employers in front of them that tell them that is incredibly empowering because yes. imposter syndrome is probably the number one issue we face. Yes, 100%. I love thinking about, I love what you just said. And I, and I like to think about like the tech industry as like a, a Venn diagram where like tech is one circle and then any other thing ever in the world can be the other. Yes. And that's kind of what you're saying. Those like transferable skills or just any experience or interest, passion or whatever can interse intersect and interact with tech. And I, I think that Holberton really gives like people the opportunity to even explore that. And then you, uh, you specifically help them find a career to really like kind of launch into that trajectory, which is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun intersection of storytelling and you get to to meet people and kind of really get down to brass tacks and yeah. and help them help them tell their own stories to employers because that's been some of the most interesting projects and career paths that we've seen come out of our alumni. Yeah. Have been folks that have been really thoughtful about what they bring to the table. Yeah, that's amazing. Um I want to talk also about like the major kind of developments and expansions that you've had over the past few months. Um, this is super exciting for us and for the entire Tulsa community because, you know, we're, we're now your neighbors <laughs> and we're glad to be kind of in that little innovation street. Um, but you guys definitely have major mark on Cheyenne. So kind of tell us about these changes and um, what's all been happening. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I was hire number five near the beginning of 2020. Um, and a lot's changed since then, but a lot of that's happened in the past few months. So we have an original space there on Cheyenne that we call our main campus. It's about 9,000 square feet. Lovingly call it our one-room schoolhouse because it's very open. Um, but we quickly outgrew that. And so we started building a space that we opened a couple of weeks ago called the Annex, which is about an additional 17,000 square feet. And one thing that we didn't touch on earlier is that our learning model is incredibly collaborative. So it's not you show up to school nine to five every day. Students have projects that they work on in their free time. Um, some of them have gig economy jobs. And so the, the hours that they come into school are different. They have access to campus 24-7. And then they have peer learning days where they're up at a whiteboard together working really on problem solving and collaboration and communication. And so having really dynamic space where they can do both has been important. So that annex gives us more space to do that. It also gives us enough space for our staff to all be in one office, which is incredible because yeah. we've grown to over, uh, once we fill a couple of roles that we're interviewing for right now, we'll be at well over 20 staff, um, which has been absolutely key to being able to do what we do. I am mm -hmm. so grateful for the team we have. I can't brag on them enough. Um, we have a lot of fun and we work really hard. <laughs> uh, and then also we 
we just took our biggest cohort to date. So on that same day that we opened the annex, actually, we had their first day of orientation. And we are very grateful to our team for facilitating all of that in one day. But being able to fill that space right away with students was incredibly gratifying. And it was fun to see the building abuzz. Um, It still is, which is great. Oh, it's it's so cool. And the way that it works is you take cohorts and then multiple cohorts are going at one time, obviously, throughout a calendar year. Yeah. How many, like maybe today, how many Holberton students are kind of in in the school in various stages of like the 20 month Mm. program? That's a great question. So we take three cohorts a year. On a given day, we kind of stagger their pure learning days so that there's always a bit of a buzz, mm-hmm. but that that they're never a little overcrowded in the building. We we typically see maybe one or two cohorts in the building a day, plus like people just co-working. Also, our alumni are a thing that my department manages, um, and they have full access to our campus. So we'll see people come in and co-work and stuff like yeah. that throughout What's been interesting is that we graduate those multiple cohorts throughout the year. So we've had 52 graduates over the course of 2022 already, but those folks still come back. They apply for jobs from our space. They take interviews from our phone booths. So there's this great mix of people that are doing very different things going on in the building at once, which is great because then those cohorts that have recently started are in front of those folks who just graduated or are about to graduate. Mm -hmm. And they get to they get to have those really natural conversations. What's what area of study did you choose and why? How are you applying it to your job? Tell me about how your job search is going. And being able to hear that from the start, I think, is really encouraging and motivating, especially when they hit those those really tough projects at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like any time I would hit like a if I were to ever like hit a roadblock or whatever, I would like go to a, a student that's already done it. And like that that's the comfort that I seek is, you know, so, knowing that it's been done before or knowing that there are peers around me that have gone through similar experiences. That's like so validating for me. And Honestly, one of the reasons why undergrad was really hard because <laughs> I was like, nobody is going through the same things that I'm going through because no one's even from the same place that I'm from. Mm. And I, I feel like a really cool thing about the Holberton School is that it's like a, a real big equalizer in terms of the coursework and just that. Because like you said, some of these people are people that have never coded before. So <laughs> we're all starting at ground zero, essentially. And if someone knows something, that's because they probably have had three or four months more of experience, not, you know, entire education programs before. Like That was what I was feeling like at colleges. I was like, I didn't go to a private high school or a boarding school. Like, I just felt like on such a lower level than other people. It was weird. Yeah. And there's we, so we do a we do a weekly meeting with our entire campus staff, students, some alumni come in for it and we call it stand up. Uh, just because we're in the tech industry and yep. we can. And <laughs> it's a time where we do a lot of things, announcements and all sorts of, of very practical things. But one part of stand-up that I am particularly passionate about is that we've added in a bell ringing portion to it. And mm-hmm. so every time uh, a student or alumni gets their first job out of Holberton, they have the opportunity to ring the bell. And we take time to do that, where the person who's ringing the bell gets up and says, here's what I was doing before I came to Holberton. Here's what I studied. 
Looking back now from where I'm standing, here's the advice I would give you if you're going through the program. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about the process of getting this job and what I'm going to be doing in this job and what I'm looking forward to. And then they ring this big red cowbell um, (laughs) and we all cheer and scream. But it's this really full circle, wonderful moment where someone's getting up and able to say to somebody who started two weeks ago, I felt how you felt Mm -hmm. and I'm here now. And I think that moment is really poignant and really sticks with people. Um, In fact, I know it does. And then they get their face up on the job wall after that. And we all get to stare at them forever. (laughs) They're memorialized forever. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I love I love the like kind of traditions that have already the culture that's already been created there. So that's so fun. What are some ways that people, um, whether it's local Tolson's or or anyone that's interested can get involved either as a student or even to just learn about like the community that you all have? Yeah. So there's a couple ways. I think if someone's curious about our learning style or is interested in being a student at Holberton, you can go to our website and start the application. Um, It's online and it's really fun. It's very problem solving focused. It's very much so modeled after the way that we develop and deploy our curriculum so that it's, uh, a good primer on what the school is like. Also, uh, that's a great place to book a meeting with our admissions team who would be happy to show folks around, see that beautiful new annex in person. Yes, you got to go, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's local, like tap, definitely you have to check it out. And then I think if you're in the community and you want to learn more in general, there's a lot of professional organizations that use our space. And that's such a great opportunity to just come be in the space. Usually there's students still working on projects around campus while Type Rose or Techlahoma are hosting events. And so we get this really organic view into what it's like to be on campus in an evening. And and the demo days. I mean, those are also open to, to the public and are really cool. And I think you all broadcast them on Zoom too, right? Yes. So we do three of them a year. They're open to the public. We would love to have folks come. In fact, we often do what we call exhibition hour at the end of them. So there are those more traditional get up on stage and present a slide deck and share about your project portion Mm -hmm. of the day. And then that exhibition hour, students create little booths out of the peer learning pods on our campus where they get to demo their project. And so folks that have done AR, VR games, will put you in the headset and teach you how to play the game and you'll get to play someone else uh, in, there was a great one called Rage Chess. I was going to say, I've played Rage Chess. <laughs> everyone's played Rage Chess. It's so fun. Um, and it's it's just this great opportunity to have a really tactile experience and stand in front of our students and yeah. demo projects that, you know, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you can play an AR VR game named Rage Chess mm-hmm. in a software engineering school. What a fun experience to but have. The person standing next to you created. That's like part of the really cool thing for me. Like, I guess even as like a like a gamer, <laughs> you know, growing up as a kid is that like I didn't really ever conceptualize what like a game developer was like. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I mean, that's a, a huge track that a lot of students at Hoberton kind of come in with that interest is is like game development. And with um, I'm going to sh- really show my knowledge of uh, coding languages here, but like <laughs> with things like uh, React, um, there's like this one game that I play. Um, uh, it's called Overcooked on like the Wii or it's on the um, Nintendo Switch. It is all coded in React and it is so Whoa. fun and it is so cute and so stylized. And I'm like, maybe I need to learn React because this is really cool, <laughs> even though I'm sure it's like probably one of the hardest languages, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> What's really fun is that Eru, which is an Air VR cafe and game development studio that's opened up between our two offices yes. on Cheyenne, ironically. Um, we have an alumni who works on their development team who's graduated from our AR VR program. And when we have those demo days, the founder and the team at Eru come and they demo the games that our students have built. What a uh, what a great interaction to have days before graduating. Oh my gosh, I know. It's so cool that like there's just game development and all of these like different tech things that I just never really ever got to interact with as a kid are kind of now in my backyard and in my workspace really, which is really cool. So kind of our last question rounding us out here. And so kind of how does slash will the creation of more software developers in your four specialties impact Tulsa? And this is a really broad question. So whatever whatever comes to mind, I'm sure I have some answers, but let's let's kind of just chat about it. <laughs> yeah. And I I'll say that I think there's kind of two ways we could answer that. We could go into each of those four areas and talk about based on the study that Tulsa Innovation Labs has done and based on some of the work that we know in Tulsa has done and where city where the city is growing, that we could say each of those four areas is really primed with the different industries that we're investing in in Tulsa. Also, just talking about it big picture. There's so many companies that we talk to that are currently contracting out certain jobs, certain development roles, certain technical specialties to other cities and other states because they couldn't find that talent in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a plug. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, <laughs> and so there's this wonderful opportunity for companies to start bringing that in-house and saying, actually, instead of contracting out our ARVR or our game development or our website development, our machine learning algorithms, we're going to start hiring people in-house to do it because it's better for our business. Mm -hmm. Also, as we look to attract new tech companies to town, as we think about the tech needs of some of the not even technical companies, but just new companies that are moving to Tulsa that are building a bigger presence here, we need the talent to be able to support that and to mm -hmm. attract them here. The other part of that is that as we continue to do both of those other things, that continues to push our local industries forward mm -hmm. to be with the times, to be really thoughtful about the way that we are treating our technical talent and the precedent that we're setting as a city about not only what our talent needs are and what we what we do business wise, but also how we treat our people yeah. and how we treat our employees and making sure that we as a city are really on the same page there. And I love that there is this great balance between what exists and what is coming and growing and building here. Yeah. And those two being able to support one another. And there's I don't know if a competition is a great word, but there's this healthy relationship between the two where they both push each other to be better. And I think yeah. that's really, really exciting for Tulsa right now. One hundred percent. I think that I, those are great answers. And really, my my thought is that. I think the major impact that I'm excited to see and kind of one of the reasons I want to just keep keep doing it is that I think that, um, like you said, the way that we treat our technical talent is really important, but also to empower our technical talent with the ability to optimize companies and, and the business space here in mm -hmm. Tulsa. Um, I, I, I just think that that's kind of the innovation and the, um, the way that we can craft Tulsa um, as like a... I, I guess there's so many ways you could say this, but really just the way that um, I see Tulsa like creating its own identity in, in the tech industry. Because, you know, we don't necessarily want to be this copy of Austin and we don't necessarily want to like 
and we can't <laughs> emulate the Bay Area. Yeah. So how do we make ourselves unique and different? Well, that's empowering the tech, our technical talent with the ability to say, you're here and we're going to give you the skills and we're going to give you the resources. Now you get to be creative with it. And that's like, that's the part that I really find a lot of value in kind of um, just putting a lot of effort and energy. And it's it's taken it's taking so many organizations to do all this work. Um, but what that's going to do, and I, I hate even using this uh like phrase or whatever, but it's going to trickle down um, to like our youth. And that's something that is going to impact generations too. If like we create this culture um, that is just interconnected in the resources and is just pushing people forward into new opportunities that didn't exist here, um, you know, within not even within a generation, like within 10 to 15 years, which is really kind of crazy to think about. Like, Tech in Tulsa might not have been in, on anyone's radar 15 years ago, but now like that's someone's 15 year old that might be able to go to like the Holberton school after they graduate high school. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's so exciting because there are so many people in Tulsa thinking through how do we build the tech scene in Tulsa in a way that makes it not not just accessible to people who maybe didn't think the tech world was for them, but to make it be perceived as accessible yeah. and seen as accessible because that's that first step. And I won't pretend like I am the expert on that or have all the answers, but it is really exciting to be, see that be one of the forethoughts of how we're approaching building our tech ecosystem. I sit down with our students in one of like their first or second day at Holberton during orientation and do a talk with them. And we talk about how this is their network. Mm -hmm. How the people that are standing next to them, the people they will interact with on our campus, be it students or the community or people in the ecosystem that are there for meetings or whatever that may be, are a part of their professional network. But what we've seen time and time again that's exciting is our students are championing each other in the workforce. Mm -hmm. Our alumni are helping each other get jobs. And so sitting down with them at the beginning of their time at school to let them know Actually, in Tulsa, you have a really profound opportunity to have impact. Yeah. And from this day on, you need to be thinking about the spaces that you share with other people and how you show up and how you interact because you are truly interacting with people that will be part of your network for years. Yeah. Uh, Tori, we've had an amazing conversation. Um, I'm so glad you were here. Um, is there anything else uh, that you might want to plug? So I think my parting words are that if you are a Tolson, if you are maybe interested in being in the tech space, but not even necessarily interested in being a student or an employer or in the tech ecosystem, my biggest advice is to come to one of Holberton's demo days. We've got four going on next year um, or show up to an in Tulsa event. Just talk to us. We want to talk to you. Um, this is your city. And ultimately, we're building a really large industry that is a part of your city. And so we we want to have conversations. We want you to be curious. We want you to feel like you are plugged in and you have access to all of those things. We also want to hear we want to hear what you have to say. Um, this is your community and we want you to be really proud of it. Of course. Um, for our listeners of Grow With Us, uh, join our talent network to stay in touch with all of our featured jobs and opportunities at Tulsa. And visit our, our Talent in Tulsa website. That's talent.intulsa.com. By joining our talent network, you will get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities with in Tulsa partner companies, and our placement success stories. 
Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.